0: Always go out there and double down on your skills and always look to like, we talk about repurposing content. Hey, record a podcast. Let's repurpose on YouTube and social clip. Repurpose your skills, repurpose functions in your business, repurpose items that you have learned that can apply to other professionals in your market or consumers in other market or niches.
1: Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss here with another incredible guest excited to be on the show today with none other than Chris Lopez. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. I am very excited to be on the show to kind of just talk and hang out, man. So I'm excited. I am
1: as well. I mean, I always love having other podcasters on the show because they get it. It's like a space, you know, you don't have to try to pretend, you don't have to try to be on your best behavior. You know, just just be yourself, be relaxed, and this is It's just going to flow. It's going to be a great time. So I'm excited. The one thing that I, you know, talking about podcasting, Chris, and I'd love for you to give a little bit of a background to our listeners, a little context, who you are, what you do. And then, but I just do want to publicly thank you and Terrence Doyle, who hosted, we're the co hosts of the Multifamily Mentors podcast by Beaker Pockets. I was a guest on last year. Incredible. It just blew up YouTube and you guys did an awesome job. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome, and We appreciate flying out. And I was telling you before we hopped on the podcast, that's been one of the frequent podcasts in our tool chest as we help clients invest. And I'll kind of feed into the background because I'm, yeah. you know, Yona know, flew out to Denver, Colorado, do these two podcasts where we talk cost segregation and walk the 260-some unit apartment building in a suburb. And so it's very great knowledge and very tactical. And part of what I do is I have a big media presence But my real business is I have brokerage interest and I help people buy, sell, and invest in Colorado. Started out in Denver, but it's grown to Springs and Pueblo over the years. And so the core business is brokerage. And so it's helping people do anything from like house hacks. And I'm a huge fan of house hacks. Um, You know, it's an incredible way to start your investing portfolio and helping people buy anywhere from like, you know, single families to, you know, four unit residentials and a whole different section for like, you know, bigger multifamilies. And so just have really focused on the Colorado market because that's where I live. I like to work and live and invest all in one spot. That's been a big thing in my life. And to kind of go back from one level further, before I got into real estate, I had a previous business and I was 100% digital nomad. What people are doing now, I was doing like the 2000s out of college, (laughs) Uh, way cooler now. And I had a great internet business, non-real estate related. But after 10 years of that, I needed a place to put down roots. And I was like, wow, if I can be in a place that I love, that I can invest, and I can see also business opportunity, that's my trifecta. And that brought me to Denver.
1: That's awesome. So tell me how you're using, and I know you use it very, very, very well, the podcasting and the marketing in your brokerage business. How has the podcasting specifically affected that?
0: Yes. The podcast has been the X factor. Just... What I use the podcast for is not just like selling brokerage activities, but to do a couple of things, put me as the local thought leader, or in this case, the thought leader in the space, which is Colorado real estate investing. But my goal is to go out there and provide great content.
1: So is that the, just to stop you there, is that the name of the podcast? Because I know you have, you've done a couple different, few different podcasts and stuff, but you know, in terms of the Colorado local, you know, real estate business podcast, is that like, how am I going to find it?
0: The Denver real estate investing podcast. Awesome. And so I have focused on building that because it's a great way to put my position myself as a thought leader. But most importantly, I get to go out there and network with other experts around town, you know, the movers and shakers and people that are, you know, a few levels above me in terms of, you know, the hierarchy of things. So it's expedited my networking. And then I get to mm-hmm. ask the questions that I want. And the questions I want to know as investors, what everyone else wants to know. And so it does have an amazing compound effect where I get to network I get to be the source of like educational information. And I also get to learn for myself. And that just creates a lot of -of top-of-the-funnel brand awareness, creates lots of conversations. And then through all that, it helps to facilitate deals, helps facilitate clients, and then just, you know, plugs me in the community. And that has a big trickle effect. That's awesome. And that's been I can it's interesting because I just hit the five year mark of launching all this in May. And when I started this, you know, four or five years ago, you know, everyone in real estate or especially the realtor space, like, you know, let's be real, here, the marketing for real estate agents is not usually top notch. Everyone's like, oh, you can't generate leads online. You can't do that. That's all people said for two years. I was like, all right. I was like, I will prove you wrong. I've done this in the past, but I'm going to prove you wrong and then come back and buy you a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> I say much different things in my mind, but like, it just fuels me. And so mm-hmm. it's very nice to like, always be able to come back and say, Hey, here's what I bet on. Here's what I did. I can very much point to the podcast was the X factor that has driven just tremendous growth for my business and most importantly, helped a lot of clients.
1: That's awesome. And I think the lesson can really be taken by anyone who has a niche of any kind, whether it's a local market niche like you, like real estate brokerage is not a niche whatsoever, right? But if you are in a local market, you can establish yourself as a thought leader, as the person, the go-to person and social media and podcasting, the way to do that. And I think if anyone is listening to this, if you are in any niche whatsoever, or you're not yet, create one and then double down on it. You may not see the results for the first, you know, six months, 12, 18 months, but Oh, couple years. Couple years, exactly. But guaranteed, it is going to bear fruit. That is going to overflow. I mean, to the point where, if you keep at it, it's a long game. And I think you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. We talked about this when we were in person yeah. in Denver. Like he's taught me so many lessons in terms of not personally. Obviously, I don't have one-on-one coach with him. But you know, in his lessons in his books in his podcasts, and his podcast and all this stuff. It's all about the long game. It's all about doing the small actions every day and knowing that the end result will be great.
0: Something you said that I want to really drill down on like the niching and the marketing, because like, you know, there's lots of sayings like the riches are in the niches. And I totally believe that. But what I have said from day one is I'm going to go deep to go wide. That's kind of been my motto. Because if you look at like, I mean, you know, if you've done internet marketing and go out there and do keyword research analysis and demographics. And if you do keyword research around like Colorado real estate investing, Denver real estate investing, there's no traffic. It makes zero sense to do it. Mm. I'm like, well, no, like, I know there's enough people out there, and you know, we're not selling a $20 ebook, we're selling $20 million apartment buildings. You know, right. there's a lot more spread in there. But what's that does by doing all that local marketing I've done, and this has happened a lot since kind of you and I met the video last year, was going deep as brought a lot of like wide opportunities. And this I want to share because it's whether you do a local market like I'm doing or niches, like Yona is saying, now if you're going deep. Allowed me the opportunity to do a lot of like some YouTube shows with bigger pockets, which is now a national audience. Mm. It's also led us to building out a software platform where we actually needed for our internal clients at our brokerage and vision advisors to actually do portfolio analysis. A lot of people bought properties 10 years ago, and now they have low LTVs, low cap rates, and they don't know what to do with them. And so it's actually a way to help people like figure out what to do. And there was just no niche out mm. there in the marketplace. So now through that, we've been actually I mean, able to find the right key partners to build a software, which serves as niche focus, but it's a national platform. It's also led to an opportunity through the marketing, the media, to being a partner in like, you know, a fund of funds, a passive investing. So a lot of like, the local expertise mm. leads to the presence also the network and the infrastructure which has now led to some very interesting like national or wider opportunities and i find that niches lead to that and it's really interesting
1: right. it is so true and you never know when the right opportunity will come and where that opportunity will lead to that's really amazing and the bigger pockets thing itself is just incredible because you know they didn't have as huge of a platform 5 years ago as they do now i mean it was huge but it wasn't anything near
0: where it is now Oh, it's definitely huger, I think is the appropriate word. <laughs> no, they're they're such a great platform for people to plug into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you've gone from you know the Denver residential and commercial you know, real estate expert, someone who in the local market people look to as you know the source of knowledge and people looking to buy properties. You're one of those people that everyone thinks about because you've made that digital and that local presence. But even on a national level. I mean, the incredible thing, you're talking about this software that you're building now or have built is something that can totally change, you know, the landscape of not only your local market, but anyone everywhere. I think that's the power of networking. I mean, it just, you never know where that opportunity is going to lead you.
0: And to kind of go on the theme, like double down and like always play the strengths, Mm -hmm. like a lot, like, you know, a lot of what I needed in terms of a skill set and service delivery to like our local clients was actually financial analysis tools to review their portfolio. Well, that skill set and those tools are agnostic to Denver. Like those concepts, I look at a property, it's the same here in other market. Now, of course, it's different inputs and outputs, but it's the same like financial process and review process. Right. And that's where it's very interesting as you go into these niches, you start doing these niche services in your niche. And they turn up being a whole totally different business model, or allows you to go national, or until, you know a whole different segment of the market. So always go out there and double down your skills, and always look to like we talk about repurposing content. Hey, record a podcast. Let's repurpose on YouTube and social clip. Repurpose right. your skills. Repurpose functions in your business repurpose items that you have learned that can apply to other professionals in your market or consumers in other market or niches.
1: Wow, that's so interesting. I need to like take some time after this podcast to just think about that a little a little deeper, <laughs> a little more. That's so true. I'm not going to be able to process it right now in this conversation, so I'm definitely going to because for me myself We all have these different skills that we've acquired and have built and businesses that we've built over time. But then the question is, well, where is that going to lead to? Is there something that's going to build out of that? And I think what you've done is taken just listening to your clients and listening to them, what are their needs, and then building something that can something built on that. I mean, that's just incredible. (laughs) I got to go back and listen to that a few times. One thing I did want to ask you about. And we spoke about this when we were in Denver, but it's such an awesome topic. And obviously the name of the podcast that you guys hosted was Multifamily Mentors. And we discussed specifically what the power of mentorship is and how that has affected you. Would you mind just going and sharing on that piece, how that has affected you and your business over time?
0: Oh my gosh. I love this topic. I thought you would. <laughs> uh, yeah thank you. I think it's something people talk about and everyone has to interpret it differently and it you know it took me many iterations to really appreciate and understand it but finding the right mentors is like the key to just like having exponential growth in your career, your skill set, your network, having that growth on there. so and what I have found over the years is there's different types of mentors you can get. Hey, I listen to like we talked about we listen to gear v podcast. he's a mentor, but it's a one-way street. He doesn't mm-hmm. know who, who we are. You can go out there and you know have a paid mentor, paid mastermind, and there's great value on there. You can have like informal mentors. Hey, I know this person through my church, with my community, older person, successful. Hey, we grab a cup of coffee every couple months. All are great mentors, but it's not, I don't think, the best situation. What I have always striven for is called a vested mentor. So like a vested mentorship. And that's where I can go out there and find a mentor who's actually vested in my success. And so I'll actually just kind of use what I've done the last couple of years. So I moved out to Denver four years ago. But I started my business five years ago, you know, online marketing and lead generation. Yeah. And I knew the key out there was to go out there and find a local expert because I, I am not the local expert back then. And I am not a fake it till you make it guy. But I was like, oh, I can find that guy and I can be an expert by association and learn from him. Found an amazing mentor by the name of Charles. And it wasn't just, oh, he was being this type of mentor, but I said, hey, if we set up this podcast, and you help me grow it as we have leads come in, we will do a commission split, which is very normal in the realtor world. And so it got him interested in working on there. And I was able to structure it in a way where like he loves teaching. And I was like, hey, I can. And all he does is like teach in-person classes that like, I can take your brain and put it on the internet. And actually have more impact, more influence. So I brought value to him, made his life easier, and then also gave him upside. So hey, if this was a successful thing, you get a good piece of the pie. So he had very much big interest in my success.
1: Wow. That's a really bit of a different, you know, switch on on things because you're it's not like you know, a typical mentorship where the ones that you discussed before, and even the traditional mentorship where maybe you're paying someone, you know, a fee or you're paying the coach or whatever it is over time, their real interest is in a lot of ways, obviously your success, but they're getting paid, right? It's the paycheck. And do they really have a vested interest? Not as much, not in the way that you've described. And I think framing it that way or creating like an even greater win-win situation opens that up to opportunities that I never would have even dreamed of. I mean, think about it. It's like the same idea of like giving, you know, this is maybe a topic that can be, you know, gone either way, but like the same idea just in my head of giving equity to like your property manager, right? To make sure that they're they're going to, you know, keep their end of the game. He has a vested interest. Exactly. That's an amazing thing.
0: I have found that concept to be very powerful. Now it's, you know, it's a lot more moving parts. It's harder to do that, but I've had three or four mentors like that over the years. And it's just, I mean, it is just like the X factor, the hockey stick. And it's just, if people go out there and find a mentor like that or be a mentor like that as well, the interesting thing is that I'm kind of crossing that threshold to where I'm kind of starting to have that mentorship and that's starting to bring me some deals and business opportunities where I'm, you know, where I never was before. So that's really exciting. But I find that as a great way to grow your business And then also as you kind of, you know, go up the Mm -hmm. ladder of success and, you know, playing the game of growing businesses and investing to then use as a structure to go out there and do for, you know, up and coming. I'm 40 this year. Hey, I want to work with some 23-year-old Chris Lopez's and 24-year-old, you know, Yonas. Like, I want to be involved with those guys.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And do you find that, I mean, in your brokerage that you have a bunch of brokers working under you? I mean, do you find people like that are realtors? I don't know what the exact Terminology is, but the you know the investment salespeople, whatever you call them, is that where you're finding a lot of talent to do that?
0: Yeah, actually, it's one layer up. I find a lot of the talent through the podcast. Like I say, the podcast and the community. Oh wow! Majority of our like at our brokerage last we did about 100 million in transactions on the residential side. Just under two thirds were clients for deals from the podcast community and. I roughly about 22 people in a couple organizations, about 17 of them have come from the podcast. That's awesome. So going back to like the power of the podcast, networking is it's been a great way to actually recruit what I always call, I say, talented people in transition. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't get into real estate and it's a hard industry to get into, but there's a lot of people out there who, Hey, they're shifting careers or, um, I mean, I've had a couple, you know, professional women changing careers. They go into like working moms, but they still want to work with the flexibility People moving back in the country. So I've, I've been able to actually capture a lot of talent through the podcast. And that's actually helped me get brokers for the team, but also the talents. It's actually been the podcast has been where it's fed it.
1: Wow. Interesting. So can you walk me through that in a second? Just understanding what do you mean when you're talking about the podcast community? Like, how is that? Because me having a podcast, I'm like trying to think, what does that mean? Am I? And, I just want to hear from you like what that means
0: i think the community the tribe the group is like such an undervalued asset and so have you ever read that it's an old blog article like 1000 true fans i know the concept i've never read it but yeah i know okay i go back and read that every like couple years it was written like 2006 and it's the concept there's if an artist has a thousand people that always buy their record they're set for life and i always say if i have a community not right. necessarily thousand people but whatever proportional to the industry i'm in i can always create opportunity always being business for myself And so since, you know, there's the virtual community people interested in Denver, we've got the virtual aspect on there, but here's the really powerful thing is it's a blend of virtual plus in person, 60 to 70% of my listeners are within a 25 mile radius. So we do a lot of in-person events, meetups, happy Mm -hmm. hours, bars, classes, walk properties together. So it really focuses on building the community and that's just, you know, and it's all about giving value, connecting people. And then through that leads to, you know, repeat clients, client referrals, but also just people like, wow, I like what you're doing. Is there any opportunity for me to come work with you? And of course, I'm always out there like mentioning people. I'm like, oh, wait, you do this. Hey, I've got a question Mm -hmm. for you. So I'm always like, you know, being very polite about it. I'm always actively recruiting, but I have found that to be the best source, even like I originally did for like clients, but the recruiting aspect for team members has been phenomenal. It's something I never thought of because it's people that know, like, and trust me. So people are like, hey, I like your style. I like your business. Can I come work with you? And it's just a really amazing dynamic. Mm-hmm. Have you have you experienced that from your podcast?
1: Wow. I mean, to a certain extent in a different way. I mean, I don't have like, I wouldn't call it like a paid community of any kind of like that, but like yeah. through social media and through like different events, definitely have a lot of followers. And maybe the people listening to this can let me know if that's the case. A couple of things that I have had with along the same lines is number one, I mean, the business that I run, the cost I've gotten a huge, huge amount of people, you know, through the podcast, whether it be guests on the podcast or whether it be just people who are listening, and they're like, "Oh, I love your content. I love this. I want to work with you." In terms of that, so that's kind of a little bit of a side thing. But now, what I'm moving into, and you mentioned this earlier as well, in terms of like having a fund or a fund of funds, something that I'm building right now, is creating, and this is a kind of new thing. So by the time this podcast actually episode airs, this will probably will, will be live, which is that now going to be investing alongside other great operators, other great people, and bringing along passive investors into a fund that we can do that with. So I think that's really going to be the true telltale sign because a lot of my listeners have reached out to me like, hey, I know you talk, you interview all these real estate, and you invest yourself, but do you ever like raise capital and, and allow people to invest alongside you? And like a couple yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's make that happen.
0: So I would suggest for any people listening and in Yona's community, if like, oh, what Yona's doing and you want to get into investor relations sales rep role or a media role, I would be dropping, like, that's what I would do. Like I would drop you an email and then DM you and DM you and DM you and DM you, and DM you to respond to me. Be like, hey, I thought about this. And not just, hey, Yona. I want to talk to you about this, but hey, Anna, you said this. I've been thinking about this. Here's a problem I see. Here's a skill set solution I can provide. Can we talk further about this? And that's how you get through to Yona and that, hey, can we talk and have a cup of coffee? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Never just want to have, you know, pick your brain or have a cup of coffee. Suggest, right? Because basically what you're doing is you're giving me or that person a job, right? You're just not providing a lot of value by saying, here, this is something that I can actually help you with, or this is something that I would love to share with you. That's really where you provide a lot of value. So I love that. Love that spin on that, Chris. I appreciate you bringing that out. And hopefully, people listening to this will be like, okay, let's do this. And we'll see some real results with that. Chris, the time flies over here. And I want to jump into what we call the final four. These are four questions I ask all my guests. First one to you is what is the
0: worst job you ever had? Yeah, I was in college and it was pharmaceutical recruiting. Not like a real horror job, but it was just a lot of cold calling, which I was fine with. But the way the owner structured the compensation plan, it was just you on a never-ending treadmill and you could actually never get Mm. paid on your bonuses because by the time if you quit, the pay on the bonuses would never happen. So it was horrible from that aspect. But when I learned it, I was like, oh, it was like one of my first tastes in understanding how to structure compensation plans for salespeople because there's always a win-win and that was a win-lose.
1: Or how not not (laughs) to. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fun thing to be a part of. Second question, what's a book you've read that's given you a
0: paradigm shift? So I'm actually halfway through it right now. Who, not how by Dan Sullivan. And I know it's a, a very popular book and it's been on my reading list. it got published like three or four years ago, finally reading it. And through this last year, as we or last couple of years, I've gone through a lot of growth and it's been a lot more growth than ever anticipated. You know, it's, I'd say it's been classic entrepreneur where I get overwhelmed and don't know, I'm not the expert in a lot of these fields that my company needs now. And really focusing on the who, not the how. And it's been happening last year and mm-hmm. a half, like as I realized, as i Added people who've been the right people. That part of the business has just taken off, and like it's you know no mental stress on me, but it's actually like positive energy. But reading that book really clarified it for me, and now it's got me completely focused. From like, oh, I don't give a darn about the how, who's the who. I need this. Who can I hire? Who can I do this? I've I've hired in the last ten days two incredibly like high end successful people. One with a venture capitalist background, one with a JP Morgan or, you know, financial background and a bank background, like super high caliber people. And like, Hey, these are the who's and we're just going to hopefully blow this idea of this business up. That's awesome. So the who, not the how. That
1: is amazing. And you're absolutely right. This is one of the most popular books that gets mentioned on this podcast for good reason, because it just totally changes the way people do things and think and function. So we'll put that again in the show notes, guys, if you haven't read it yet. Definitely check it out. Third question: What is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Oh,
0: I actually don't have a solid one because in like the world of business, I guess I could learn one more skill would be the next level of like delegation and scaling up. And I don't know if that's a specific skill, but that's kind of like the next iteration I need to go through as a professional, like career. You know, so, you know personal development. Is just getting the skill of like Mm -hmm. managing an organization and managing managers and managers. Like the last six to nine months, I've hired like some incredibly successful people. Now I've got like layers of management, which is a brand new thing for me. And so learning the skill set to manage that organization and also knowing when to step aside is kind of like the biggest thing I'm focusing on right now. And that's what I need to grow into next, you know, six months to two years.
1: That makes sense. Definitely makes sense. That's something you wanna make sure to grow correctly, right. And do it in the right way and create that, you know, that environment and that people want to be at and people want to work for you and with you and, you know, create that culture that really makes, helps to build people. That's awesome. And fourth and final question, what does success mean to you?
0: Success to me means doing something that I love every day. While I still have the time I want to, to hang out with my family. Because I, I started this five years ago, getting into the Colorado real estate investing niche, and I got another business about probably three years before then. I kind of spent two years trying some different businesses, or you know, planning different things. And I would start it and just be like, "Oh, I just I'm not feeling it." And I realized then, hey, you know, I work sixty to seventy hours often a week right now. I get up early, I work a lot, and I love it. I love ninety percent of what I do. It'll never be one hundred percent, but I love ninety percent of it. Was if I'm gonna get up every day and grind, I want to grind in what I love. And I was like, if I'm starting this business and I'm already kind of like like that, just is an indicator that no, that's not right for me. So the ability to grind right. in what I love and that translates into having like control over my schedule, so I can work when it's best for me, but have the right balance for you know my wife and my kids.
1: Hundred percent. You gotta have that balance, and you gotta do what you love. So kudos to you for doing that. And. Being successful and wish you much continued, tremendous success. Sounds like next time we speak and, you know, six months from now, it might just be a totally different Chris and different experience out there.
0: Yes, it will. And hopefully
1: I'll be back to Denver soon. So hopefully we'll do that in person.
0: Yeah. Well, let me know when you are. And I actually have a new podcast studio to show you as well. Oh, really cool. We have two studios now, so we can record some and also geek out some. That's so cool.
1: Awesome. Well, definitely. Check that out when I'm there. I mean, you're, the the one studio you guys have is just awesome. So I can't imagine what the second
0: one is going to be like. We're having uh, a lot of fun. So ho- let us know when you're coming out.
1: All right. And where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? What's the best way?
0: The best way is to Google Chris Lopez Denver real estate. I will pop up. I got a bunch of websites out there. If you Google Chris Lopez Denver, I will pop up on whatever platform you want me to.
1: All right, and we'll tag some of your social media in the show notes as well, so people can find you there. It's been a true pleasure. Really grateful that you took the time today. You know, hope to speak to you again soon.
0: Thank you so much, Aaron. This was a blast.
1: And to our listeners, thank you guys for listening all the way to the end once again. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.